The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. Join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, Already in Progress. Let's put it on the table. Let's be adults. Let's be mature. Let's talk about this thing. Let's work through it, get some, get some resolve so we can take this relationship to another dimension. And it's the same thing in the church. We, we'll, go, we'll go in the church not speaking to someone for weeks on a time, leave the church because somebody else you're mad at go to the same church. And so we, now you're missing your blessing. You're missing your word because you don't want to sit down and, and talk about the issue. Okay, praise the Lord. Matthew 18, 15. Matthew 18, 15. Look at this. Scripture says, Moreover, if a brother shall trespass against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he shall hear you, you have gained the brother. Notice that. The Scripture says you got to go to the one who has did the trespass. The Scripture does not say when someone trespasses against you, go to five other people. Tell them what this brother did so it can sway them against him. And now he can't be friends with them because you didn't mess him, this one up with them. Y'all see what I'm saying? And see, we, we are so easy to go talk to everybody else about the problem I'm having with one person. And the scripture says, go to him alone. Go to him first. This kingdom confrontation. Then it says, OK, if he don't, if he hard headed, don't want to hear you. Uh, verse 16 says, if he will not hear you, then take with thee one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. So you go back and you go back bringing some people that will witness the discussion between you. And hopefully he will hear three verses one. Got it. And then it's still if he wants to have a hard heart and, you know, those kind of things, he's, he's really upset or whatever. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he, if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. So how many times are you supposed to go to a person about an issue before you leave it alone? Three times. And some of us won't go one. Some of you got issues with people in here right now. You never talk to them about it. Instead, you say, I don't like them. Why? Because they did this. You ever talk to them about it? Nah, I ain't talking to them about it. They ain't going to hear me. How you know? You never attempted. How you know they're not going to hear you? And so you already putting them as a heathen and a publican. And you never gone to them one time. Guess who's in the wrong? You're in the wrong. Amen. Yeah, he might have done something wrong. But you're in the wrong because you treated them wrong. Oh, Lord. Go to Galatians 6. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Everybody doing okay? Yes. Check your neighbor out. Make, let's see if your neighbor needs some prayer today. Let's see if your neighbor needs some prayer. Praise the Lord. If so, just put your hand on that shoulder and just go ahead and shama, 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 shama. Yes, indeed. See, this is mature stuff. 
See, you know, uh, childish Christians and immature Christians, they can't handle this. They'll leave the church first. They'll stop serving God first because they're immature. But see, we, 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 are, we are a different cloth. We're cut from a different cloth. We are a different group of people because we, we know how to man up. We know how to woman up and grow up and do some things because we want this whole thing to be better. You with me? All of us have gifts. There's a king and queen in all of you. But sometimes it's unrecognized. And you got to have some stuff expo exposed that's covering up your royalty. Amen. Sometimes you can't see it. Amen. Amen. All right, look at this. Look at this. Look at this here. Galatians 6.1, talking about kingdom confrontation, right? What's the intent of kingdom confrontation? Confrontation? To make each other, each, make each other, other what? Better. Come on, say it, say it. Better. Better. Not worse, but better. We don't run people from the church. We draw people into the church. We don't cast them out. We reel them in. Because you can be better. And I'm going to help you better. Help you be better. Look at this. Verse number one. Brethren. Talking to the church now. Talking to the children of God. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual. What are you supposed to do? Talk about them. Gossip about them. Don't speak to them no more. What does it say? Restore. Put, get them back in right standing, such a one, in the spirit of meekness or gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. So the scripture says, those of you who are, are, scripture, are spiritual, you are to restore one that's overtaken in the fault because you don't want to become high-minded because you yourself can be in the same spot they are. And a lot of times we have been. See, sin, sin is sin. Um, fault is fault. All of us have been messed up at some point in life. I mean, this journey for me didn't start yesterday. I've been on this journey for a long time, and I've made some mistakes, and I've had some faults over the time. I'm much better today, bless God. But I'm telling you what, I'm glad I had people that was patient with me and worked with me and restored with me that were spiritual and spoken to my life to raise me up to this place. And they ain't cast me out when I've made my first mistake. You see what I'm saying? And for too long, the church has been, you've you, you got to be almost flawless. And it puts pressure on people. And people who are still working on some things, they don't want to come to a church where they are, are expected to be flawless. They don't want to They don't want to have nothing to do with your church. They don't have nothing to do with your Jesus if I got to be flawless because I know I got some issues. But unfortunately, we in the church have been putting on masks, flawless masks. And we've been acting like we ain't had no issues and we don't got no stuff going on at home. Hello. And so when somebody come in with the fault, we look at them like, what you trying to do? I'm trying to get some help. And if you will be real with me, then maybe I can get some help up in here. If not, I go home, be bad all by myself. I can sleep in and be bad. I ain't got to get up early and put some clothes on, come to church to be bad. Let me stay in the bed. Let me get some rest. They don't want, none, they don't want no part of the church if they have to be flawless. And that's not requirement of God to be flawless. The requirement of God is to be mature. Because as long as we're in this body, we're not ever going to be flawless. But there is a one who is flawless. 
that's on the inside of you, in your body, that will help you walk out your maturity. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying today? Brethren, if a man be overtaken in the fall, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness or gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Verse 2, bear ye one another's burden, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Look at verse 3. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, who is he, who is he deceiving? See, so you walking around like you bad. You walking around like you bad. Oh, yeah, you, got, you walking around like you bad. You, you, you putting on the show like, you know, I'm, I'm let folks know I got it all together. The Bible says you are in deception. You are in deception. Because, you know, it's hard to be two people, man. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's hard to be two people because you got to remember who you are depending upon who you're around. <laughs> you know, am I, am I Joseph today or am I Joe today? At church, I got to be Joseph. When I'm with the boys, I'm Joe. But sometimes I slip up and be Joseph with the boys and be Joe in church. And we reveal our hand. And the folk in church are like, who is, who is that? And you think, like, okay, I'm Joseph, 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 Joseph. Remember Joseph. Come on, Joseph, Joseph. That's hard work, man. You might as well just be you. Might as well just be authentic and be like, hey, man, I'm working on some stuff just like you. But, hey, if we work on this together, we're going to be better because of it. Amen. Now, this is no license. This is no license to remain as you are. Because all of us need to change. So get that out of your mind because, you know, you bust up in here talking about you better set me the way I am. No, we're going to accept you as where you are, but you're going to change up in here. Because we're going to confront you until you change. No, come on, talk to me. You know how some people get you that like it, you know, like a little lump, and you okay, maybe we're going to have to get some lumps first. Because you cannot remain, because you, we owe one another to be better. We owe one another to be better. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I owe you to be better. I owe you to be better. Because the word says we're all connected. And so when I'm better, you better. When you're better, I'm better. Amen. Got it? And so we need to uh, work on this thing here. Uh, this kingdom confrontation. Listen to this very carefully. This, listen to this very carefully. In order for kingdom confrontation to be effective, it must be two-sided. Anybody know corn? Corn has a head and a what? A tail. In order for it to be legal tender, it has to have both sides intact, right? And so that coin is authentic when it has a head and it has a tail side. Got it? Same thing with kingdom confrontation. It has to be two-sided. Now, one side is the confronter, the one doing the confronting, okay? That's the one side of it. And the confronter needs to be sensitive to the spirit, and their motive must only be to see the other person be better. The motive can never be to shame someone. Because love covers. I'm not going to come to you and confront you to put your business out in the street to make me look better. I'm coming to confront you because I want you to be better because I know you can. And you have to be sensitive to the spirit. So in other words, you're going to have to pray about some things before you confront if you have time. I say if you have time. Sometimes you don't have time because if you have, if you see a husband 
going into a hotel room with someone that's not his wife. You ain't got time to pray. Right. <laughs> hey! Hey, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. If you have to, go knock on the room door. <laughs> hey, aren't you married? <laughs> Look, I go to church with your wife. I think you're married. And who, this, ain't, this ain't the one I go to church with. Lung young lady, go on, get yourself going home. Because we can't have this. See, you ain't got time to pray on that. You can't be sitting in the closet. <laughs> They in there doing their business, man. You be too late. You come knock on the door, they be all dressed, coming out, be like, hey, what's up? We were just praying together, you lying. But you too late because you praying about something you need to act on right now. But unfortunately, we'll sit there and watch it play out, call, talk about it, and not even do anything about it. No, you are doing your brother and sister a dis uh, injustice if you don't step to a sin like that. You who are spiritual. A lot of times we can't step to it. Because if you're doing it, you don't want to touch that. You know, MC Hammer can't touch it. Mm -mm. <laughs> Why some pastors can't be bold about faithfulness in their marriage because they're not. I can speak to it. I can. Unashamedly speak to it. Got it? Because it's not in my life. And so we got to get this thing straight. We got to grow up, man. We got to help our brothers and help our sisters. Now, the other side of it, the confrontee, and I think I made up a word, the confrontee, must be open and receptive to the confrontation in order to be better. So we have the one doing the confronting, but also we have the one being confronted. And the one being confronted needs to be open to the confrontation because they understand the motive is to, for me to be better. Because the scripture says if they don't hear you, you treat them like they're not even, you know, you treat them like an outsider, basically what the scripture is saying. But in order to be better, you got to be open to some confrontation. And if you want to be better, confrontation is going to be a part of your life. This is the sports in coaching and sports and in, in on, the, on the job, uh, in, in, in relationship. There's always confrontation because there's always room to grow. If you think you all that and you can't don't need any change, you in bad shape. You about to fall. You about to have some destruction because the Bible says pride comes before destruction. So if somebody comes to you and say, hey, you know, can I talk to you about a particular issue? I seen I see this in your life or I heard you say this or or I seen you doing this. Can we can I can we talk about it? Because I know I know you may not understand, you know, the whole whole ramifications of what you're doing, but let's talk about it. Can we meet? Can we, can we spend some time? Can, can I get 15 minutes of your time? Can I call you? Can we go out to lunch? Can we talk about this thing? And you as the one being confronted saying, okay, maybe they are seeing something. Let me at least hear them out. Amen. 
Don't be like, man, get out of my face. I ain't nothing wrong with me. Okay, listen, you might not see it. Just like some of you in relationships, you don't see some of the stuff we see. Because you don't want to see it. And there are some things in your life that you don't want to see. But it's not going to go away. There's some stuff, man, I thought I, I, thought I, was, I thought I was the bomb husband. I thought I was the husband like no other. I mean, how can she not be happy with me? <laughs> that just boggled my mind. How can you be unhappy being married to me? That's hard for me to understand. And so for a long time, I didn't hear what she was saying because I'm the man. <laughs> no, y'all don't look at me like that. Y'all, some of y'all think y'all the same way. And she kept saying it over and over again. I kept hearing the same thing. I'm like, why is this girl keep saying the same thing to me? Can't we get past it? No. And she kept saying it. I said, I, I said okay, all right, all right, listen. Something got to give here. And it must be me. So I finally heard her, and I finally began to look at what she was saying. Amen. And I said, and I never told her this, though. I, I never told her this. She was right. <laughs> I ain't tell her though. <laughs> she was right. I was like, oh my gosh, she's right. I do need to change. But how did I see that? I saw that because of a motive in her heart to make me better and to be willing enough to be even hurt sometimes to expose it. Because sometimes in my responses, my reactions to what she was saying, it wasn't quite nice. Because I wasn't ready to hear it. Because I wasn't mature enough. But then when I got to a place where I grew, I began to say, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, she's right, she's right. Let me begin to work on that. And now as a result, I'm a better husband. And I know goodness ready. You can ask her today, she'd better have me now than she had me then. (laughs) I know, man. I'd I'd rather have me now. Then, then, I know she does, man. <laughs> Praise God. You got it? I said, you got it. Amen. So listen now, this is, all, this is all with the intent to be better. So we got to be open and receive. Now, I told, I, I told y'all last week, don't go crazy with this. If you, if you become the confrontation police, I'm going to confront you. Don't let me hear so-and-so, so-and-so, pastor, so-and-so just telling everybody about that stuff. Okay, now I'm going to tell you about your stuff. And sit yourself down somewhere. I don't, you ain't talking to nobody. Because you messing folk up. This is spirit-led. Because you ain't, you ain't, you're not called, to, to, you're not called to, to minister to everybody. But there are some people that the spirit will lead you to, to, uh, to, to minister to. And you got to be sensitive to that. Y'all, y'all feel what I'm saying? Okay, let me, let me do this. Let me give you the goals of kingdom confrontation. Give me, let me give you the goals of kingdom confrontation. And then we'll <clears throat> be a place we need to be. All right, the goals of kingdom. What's the goal? Why confront? Why, why have your emotions go through this? Why open yourself up to be, uh, you know, talked to or confronted? What's the goals behind this? Number one, first goal is to bring to light, to bring to light so the person has an opportunity to see to bring something to light 
so that the person has an opportunity to see. Okay, and I love this. Uh, I love the illustration that uh, Dr. Wendy used at her uh, last ladies thing about the dimmer. I mean, though, that you can be in a room with a dimmer switch and the light has a lot of potential, a lot more potential than you're using it. But because the, of the placement of the dimmer switch, the light is dim. And in a dimly lit room, some things can be present, but not exposed because it's not enough light. And so this kingdom confrontation is that some some believers are living life as with the dimmer on. They have a little bit of light. They can have much more light. But because of where their dimmer is, they're not living to the level where they need to live. So a confrontation is coming on and taking that dimmer switch and turning it up. And allow, allowing the light to shine to allow the person to see some stuff that they hadn't been able to see because of the dimness of their situation. Are you seeing what I'm saying? And so to bring to light something so that other person can see. Secondly, second goal is to introduce consequences into a situation in order to teach and strengthen. I'll say it again. To introduce consequences into a situation in order to teach and strengthen. Every choice you have has a consequence. And so therefore, confrontation is, okay, if you keep doing this, this is going to be your consequence. But if we can talk about it, if we can work through it, if we can grow through this, then bless God, you can avoid the consequences that come along with the actions that you're doing. Are y'all hearing this? Praise God. All right. Third, third goal is to bring to the surface. Oh, I love this one. To bring to the surface what people forgot about themselves after they had failed. To bring to the surface what people forgot about themselves after they have failed. It is the devil's pleasure that when a person falls, a person makes a mistake, is to put shame on them, to put condemnation on them, to put guilt on them, to keep them down. Part of this kingdom confrontation is you got to get into that person's ear and say, hey, baby, listen, I know you messed up. I know you made a mistake, but the Lord forgives. And you're just still the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. You're still accepted in the beloved. You're still victorious. Come on, you got to see yourself like God sees you and not how your mistake is trying to define you. And see, that's what kingdom, build that person up. Let that person see again, hey, I am a child of God. And see, that's what, that's what this kingdom confrontation does. Because the enemy will try to push them down, push them down, push them down, push them down, and try to push them out. But we, as, we who are spiritual, we build them up, build them up, build them up, build them up so that they will not want to do that again. Because that's, they know that's not a character trait of their identity in Christ. And then number four, to apply accountability in order to expose areas needing strength and grace. To apply accountability in order to expose areas needing strength and grace. See, people, we will help people not do some things when they know we're looking. When you know somebody knows what, you know, it's got their eye on you, got their hand on you, you'll begin to think twice before you do some things because you know somebody looking. You with me? 
You know, like in the day, we, 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 don't, we don't see it as much now in the church. But man, when, the, when you knew the pastor was around, you was the best child of God there ever was. Oh, thank you, Jesus. How you doing, pastor? What y'all up to? Oh, we just loving the Lord over here. We just loving the Lord. We just praising Jesus. And you just got finished arguing with somebody. But because you knew pastor was there, you lined up. Why? Because pastor gave accountability. Just like if, if Dr. Wynn and I just showed up at your house with a week's worth of clothes. And said, the Spirit of God said, Spirit of God says, we ought to stay with you this week. Your whole life would change. You'd be like, okay, pastor, give me one moment. Can I bring you out some water? <laughs> Drink it while you're waiting in your car. I got to take this. Thing. Boy, you be in the house shuffling. <laughs> oh, passing first. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh, oh. Whole life would change. Why? Because our very presence would bring some accountability. But listen to this, people of God. We don't have to be there. Because God is there. See, if you won't change and grow for God, you'll just do it for us temporarily. And you'd be like, you'd be believing God for Friday to come, Friday to come, Friday to come. Oh, yeah, Friday, Friday. Do I feel Friday coming? Friday. And you'll start, you'll start getting happy on Thursday. You'll be like, Pastor, it's just been great for you to be over this week. <clears throat> you leaving out tomorrow, right? Spirit ain't saying nothing about you staying a little later, right? You leaving out tomorrow? Oh, it was a pleasure having you. This week, I hope we were hospitable and hope, hope, hope everything was great. Like, yeah, everything's great. Boy, when we roll out there Friday, y'all going to be like, glory to God. Because you can be you. But this kingdom confrontation is designed to provide accountability for each other so that we can live better and do better for the kingdom of God. Amen. It is time to embrace a new culture in the church, a culture that recognizes that everyone is valuable and important. 1 Corinthians 12 teaches that there are many members, but one body, and each part of the body is necessary for the body to function properly. In this exciting teaching series, Dr. Fry challenges the hearer to renew their minds as it relates to the current culture in the church. Learn that everyone has a gift from God, how to recognize the gifts in others, how to properly honor one another, and much, much more. Your life will never be the same. Don't delay. Order the four CD set for $30 or the four DVD set for $40 by calling 1-877-342-4193 or logging on to www.fccintl.org to access our online bookstore. This is a must-have teaching series for every believer who wants to make an impact in the lives of others. Become a Life of Faith partner today. Your financial support of $20 per month will assist Dr. Fry with taking the gospel around the world through television admissions. As a Life of Faith partner, you will receive early registration privileges for all conferences and events hosted by FCCI, a product discount on all purchases through our online bookstore, and free monthly teachings to strengthen your faith. 
Log on to www.fccintl.org or call 877-342-4193 as operators are standing by and become a Life of Faith partner today. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.